are now listening to the Dad Rules Podcast with your hosts, Mario E. and Kid. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Dad Rules Podcast with one of your hosts, I'm Mario E. and Kid. What's going on? Nothing much, man. Glad to be here. What you got today? All right. So today's topic, we're talking about be a good provider. So I'll start this topic off today. So we're going to be talking about today about what it means to be a good provider uh, in our homes for and for our for our children and for our spouses. If you're married uh, financially, emotionally, uh, all those things. So for me, when I think about being a good provider, first thing I think about, of course, is financially. And I can I can remember back when my wife and I, um, when we first started, uh, when we first got married, and I provided in the home financially on a, I don't want to say it was a complete 50-50 basis, but how we divided the bills and the structure in our home was... Uh, uh, you know, she has certain bills that she would pay. I had certain bills that I would pay. That's kind of how we did it. And then uh, I was fortunate enough to kind of progress throughout my career with my with my employer. And um, what ended up happening was uh, we moved away from home and I ended up paying all of the bills. And I've done that for the last seven, eight years. Uh, my wife recently, she just graduated with her master's degree and she's got back into the workforce. And uh, I told her that the plan should continue to be the same. Let me continue to pay for everything. That way it's, it's that's already set. My mindset is there. Um, and we use her money to save and to invest in those different things. So that's kind of been our, that's our plan going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every household is different, uh, but you need to figure what that needs to be for you and your family. Um, sit down with your, with your wife, your, your, your spouse or your girlfriend or whomever, and to, and to figure out how you're going to be able to finance certain things for the family. You know, if the, if the child needs diapers, who's gonna do that? Where's that money coming from? You know, if, if it's time to go on vacation, Who's putting that money away to go on a vacation? That's true. And, and you definitely need to, you know, have some type of plan of what that needs to be. Because if you don't have a plan, then, you know, you're just going to be kind of flying by the seat of your pants and, you know, bills don't get paid or, you know, you're never going on vacation. And, you know, as soon as you get money, you're spending it on things that probably you don't have any business spending it on. Or you could be putting it away to something better. So that's my advice to that. Um, emotionally, um, this is how I look at it. I love my wife and I love my children. And what we have done to, for me to be able to provide for them emotionally is my wife and I, who as, as kid, you say all the time, your wife is in your dad council. My wife is definitely in my dad council. We try to make sure we're providing a home that's safe and secure. So for them emotionally as well, not just financially stable, mm-hmm. but we make sure that we're, we're taking time on just to, just to talk with each other. We make sure that we pray as a family every night 
we have a set time that uh, like the alarm will go off all of us and we'll you know say hey come on it's time to pray for the night or whatever um we'll also do certain things on the weekends together as a family so those are emotional things that you know that they're with with our intent is that they take those same principles that we're doing as a family and they take those to their families when when that time comes when they have families of their own that's true um yeah so you know husbands you know as the bible says you know you you need to you know love your wives uh treat your wives with honor and respect and don't provoke your children to wrath all those different things you you have to provide that emotional stability for our kids today there's so many different things social media wise and and things that maybe you didn't experience as a kid and when you were coming up but these kids are experiencing today things that that are that are just mind-blowing things that we didn't have to go through necessarily and we have to provide a place for them to be able to emotionally wind down and to still be be able to talk to us about whatever those things are yeah so that that's what i got and as far as physically the first thing I think about there is, is protection. You know, I'm providing protection for my family. Um, it's my job to make sure that they are loved and in doing so they're protected. That means if it's, you know, we talked about this on another podcast, if it's three o'clock in the morning, somebody knock on the door, I'm not going to tell my 11 year old son to go get the door. Nope. I'm not going to tell my daughter, you know, to go get the door. I'm going to get the door. You know, I'm I'm going I'm going to check that out. You know, if if someone tries to, you know, is me and my family harm, they got to deal with me. They don't have to deal with my 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 little son. They, they're not that's that's not what that is. You know, exactly. so you have to provide that physical support and that physical stability as well as a provider. Good. What you got? Um, it's funny we got some of the same things. Uh, now. I guess I, I thought about like provider and I think like the first thing that comes to mind is just finances. I think that's like the, everybody wants to provide a mail, you know what I'm saying? Just to take care of everything and I don't have to yeah. worry about it because they just feel like it's just a stress-free environment, but it it's not necessarily like that. Like if the, if the mail is providing everything financially, then the wife is taking care of everything in the home. And believe it or not, that's a full-time job as well if you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. Um, both parts are key components to make sure the family structure is where it needs to be. Um, I think the thing that I'm having the most problem with, and like I said, we, my wife and I, they, we kind of do, like we, she's always worked during our marriage. And like you said, it's always been like the 50-50 thing. And then like, whatever is like over the 50 50 mark like the vacations and if joe needs something from school or something goes wrong at the house and we need to fix something that's me you know mm-hmm. i do the over and above type of things but like i said you you have your assignments which you need to pay what she needs to pay and like i said for the most part it's just about what works for you yeah, you can't worry about what everybody else is doing in their home. You got to work with what works for you. 
the the problem that I'm seeing in society, and like I said, here is the Dad Roots podcast. We try to be a voice for the men, and I've talked to several men that are having that issue with being that provider and feeling the pressures of being that provider and basically saying like, we can't do this. I need some help. Mm. And it's like, I just don't understand if a man is trying to be the best father he can be, he's trying to be the best husband that he can be. Why do you take a good man and put all of that stuff on him when you could help out or do your part? And I just explain like- it. Explain that. So are you talking about a situation where the man is paying all the bills and he's feeling the pressure of paying all the bills when the woman or the wife could help and give some relief and she's mm-hmm. not doing that. Is that yes. what you're talking about? Yes. Okay. That, that's, that's what I'm seeing. It's like, cause I've talked to several guys and this is one of the main issues when it comes to dating is that they really want partners. They really want somebody that they can, yeah, the guys, they really want somebody that can, they, they can work with together and not necessarily have to do everything on their own. And they're feeling a lot of pressure to have to pay all these bills. And maybe the woman is not, you know, paying anything to really help. And I feel like it's a very stressful state for them. And then we wonder why guys just go off and do crazy stuff. But when you're at that point where you need help and you are saying, we need to do something different. I need some help. And those cries for help continue to get ignored. What do you expect a man to do? Yeah. Like, I I just feel like we are living in different times. Some have the means that they can just take over everything. And that's great. But some guys just, they can't, they can't financially do that, but then they're still made or look to to do that. Yeah. Which is, I just can't wrap my mind around the thought process of some of the women when it comes to that. Yeah. So let me ask you this, and I know you know you maybe can't speak to some of these situations specifically, but these guys that you're talking about. Um, and I, I definitely love to get into a conversation with some of these guys. So I want to understand it too. So is it they went into the relationship uh, and was it an, an expectation that they felt that they I, needed to pay for I everything? Think it's, I think it, it was more dead? of, I think it's more of, it was supposed to be 50-50 type of thing. A lot of them just looking for just 50-50, you know, let's work together. Even if I'm paying 70, you paying 30 or 60, 40 or whatever the case is, just I need you just to work with me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not just trying to make it. Like, I want to be comfortable. You know what I'm saying? And I, I just don't understand if you know that your spouse or your significant other needs your help, I just don't understand why. You can't help. I don't understand why everything has to be put on 
these men like that and they're good guys. Yeah. I just yeah. don't understand. And um, so I guess like from the that point, it's like we are so quick to when they step out or if they just walk away and just don't want to be married anymore, then we quick to blame them. But I'm like, man, you taking a good man and you wearing them to death. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You working them to death. And he, I mean, what is he going to do? You know, I don't know. I just feel like that that's just unfortunate. I feel like marriage should be a partnership. And I know sometimes they say, well, my grandpa, he did everything. But did you look and see what house you and your grandma and your grandpa lived in? Do you remember all the things that they didn't have? Mm -hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot that we have to do now. Like my grandparents, they, well, one side of my grandparents, they were like, they did mostly farm work. And my grandmother was like the homemaker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But times have changed. There, there are more bills and there are more things that we have to take care of. And I just feel like it needs to be understanding on both sides. Right. And guys you know, have to be careful about getting into these relationships and it's not a clear mindset. I think they get caught up in the status of the man taking care of everything mm -hmm. and not really understanding the toll and the pressure that comes with the man having to take care of everything. Like, yeah. not even so much of losing your job, but what if you, what if somebody gets sick and can't work? That man may be feeling that pressure of that all the time. That, man, I got enough to make it. I got enough to do what we need to do. But if something happens to me, what are we going to do? Yeah. Unless you got... I mean, I say savings, but you know how I feel about savings. If, yeah. If it's nothing being put into savings, it's just going to dwindle down. Yeah. So let me let me let me share this with you, right? And you know, this could be to to anybody who's dealing with a similar situation. And you know, let us know in the comments. You know, I, I'd love to have a discussion about this just for everybody to kind of learn from each other. Um, but to me. One of the most important things that I think if from what I'm hearing from from what you're saying, as far as you're describing these guys and their situations is. It starts with communication. Mm -hmm. That's the way I look at it. It starts with communication on both sides. When you get into this partnership, into this marriage, you know, my wife and I, we had clear understanding from each other, like, OK, if this happens. This is what we how we both look at this. If this happens, this is how we look at this, you know? And like I said, at the time when we first got married, you know, I wasn't making the type of money that I'm making now, you know? And, you know- Let me stop you right there. Okay. But that's one of the problems right there is that okay. when we got married, I wasn't making the type of money that I'm making right now. Okay. You have gotten with a woman that built with you she grew with you right i think and some of the complaints because i'm not in the dating game but some of my friends that i have that's in the dating game that's one of their biggest problems 
is that they want this ready-made man with all these assets going and all this money coming in. Yeah. And I just don't understand your mindset to think that you don't have to build anything with anybody anymore. Yeah. But go ahead. I didn't want to mess up your thought. No, 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 no. Um, I, I know where you're going, but so one of the things my wife and I, we talked about was, you know, who would do this, who would do that. And like I said, I'm not making, I was not making then the money I'm making now. So we had to, you know, uh, we had to come to some type of agreement on these bills are yours and these bills are mine. I don't remember the exact split, but the bigger paying bills, like, you know, at the time we didn't own a home, so we were renting, uh, you know, uh, I think she kept her car payment. I took the rent. Uh, you know, if the if the cable bill was more expensive than the light bill or whatever, I took the bigger bills and she took the smaller bills, right? Mm -hmm. And we were able to look at all that stuff and say, okay, at the at the at the when when I get paid on this date, I'm paying for this bill, this bill, and this bill. Okay, my expectation. I shouldn't say it like that because it make it seem like she less than or whatever. Just yeah. But my the expectation is for me, I'm paying these and you're paying those. Uh -huh. All right. If any one of us get jammed up where you know something happened, we talk, we communicate with each other, and we go forward. We try to save some money to go on, you know, different trips and stuff. And then I'll be honest, in the early days, we didn't really we didn't have the money to be able to say. Hey, this is gonna be our vacation fund, and we're gonna go here every year. And we didn't have it like that gotcha. starting out. We really didn't. You know, we were we we were renting this little small little apartment. You remember that apartment? Yeah. It was tiny. I mean, it was tiny. Okay. And you know, we made it work. You yeah. know, we didn't go hungry. Uh, the lights never got cut off, but we lived within our means that we could that we could right. And so, right. um. You know, if, if there was a situation where I felt like, oh, man, it's 7030. I don't know if I can handle this 7030 anymore. I, I needed to be more like 5050. Her expectation of me would be to say, hey, come to me and like we work this thing out because she wouldn't want me to feel like I got a knife to my neck. You know, trying to support everything, right. trying to support 9010 or whatever, 100 percent at that time when we weren't built for that at that moment right yeah so it starts with communication guys you know ladies and guys it, it starts with communication you know you need to have a communication up front and then you also need to have communication as it's going on you know hey you know I, can can you can you give me half of the rent this month because something came up and i got to take care of this over here you know and so um yeah it, it starts with communication you you have to communicate and I'm gonna say this, and I you you may you may like what I'm saying. You I know you probably gonna want to you know dive a little bit deeper on this, but when sometimes when you are under that pressure, that creates a situation in you sometimes to go out and get it even more. Okay, I remember those days when it was like man. You know, it, it was some days, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was rough because, you know, you know, again, I wasn't making that kind of money that I was making, you know? And so 
at that point in time, I wanted to put my best foot forward with my career to say, okay, I got to increase my earning potential. You know, I got, I got to, you know, I got to do better. So I get this promotion. So I could do this and it's going to help me financially to do that, you know? Um, and then later on, you know, you read certain books, rich dad, poor dad, things like that. And you learn about multiple streams of income, you know? And so, um, if you guys, if you're feeling that pressure, maybe take that pressure and use it to help you figure out some creative ways to earn more money in a different way, mm -hmm. you know, and that will help you relieve some of the pressure off you. All right. Let me speak to, let me speak to some of these guys too. Let, let me speak because I hear you saying, go out here and increase your earning potential. Mm-hmm. So I just want to come from the other side of the room and say, I got my job. My job is okay. I'm working my tail off at my job. I don't want to go out here and get another job. I'm happy where we're at. I'm happy that we bought this house and I'm not trying to go build a house next year. I'm cool with being who I am, making what I am. And I'm cool doing this for the rest of my life because my free time is valuable to me. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go get another job. Mm -hmm. So in other words, I don't want to work from eight to five. Well, I don't want to work from nine to five and then have to go somewhere just from six to 10. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. I don't feel like I should have to do that. If you just do your part, we can get this done. Are the guys wrong for feeling like that? Because I feel like I feel like women should inspire us to want to do better, not require us to do better. What do you say to a guy that that's how he feels? It's not saying that he wants, he doesn't want his kids to be provided for, not saying that he doesn't want his wife to be provided for, but he's, he's okay with the life he has. Mm -hmm. I talked to a gentleman like that. We were talking about, you know, they had, I think they had, they got a new house. And then his wife was talking about that she wanted another house. And he's just like, man, I'm good. Like I'm working the job that I'm working. I'm going to work here until retirement. I'm trying to cool out. Is that too much for a man to ask for? No. Am I, I not I, providing because I'm like, I'm good. Now me, you know my mindset. My mindset is multiple streams of income. Mm -hmm. My mindset is to set things up so my kids will be good and my kids' kids will be good and their kids will be good. That's my mindset. But every guy doesn't have that mindset and it's okay if they don't have that mindset. Some guys are okay. They're, they're, they're good with the job they have. They don't mind making the same amount of money that they're making right now for the rest of their life because they can pay their bills. Mm -hmm. Some of our ancestors were like that. And their wives were fine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, what do you say to them? I mean, is, is it wrong for them to feel the way they feeling? What's bad? That, that they just want to be good and yeah. live comfortable the rest of their life? Yeah. If if that's what they want to do, that's that's their right. That's their choice. Um, my only thing is that if you got a spouse who's wanting bigger and better, then that that that's where the communication comes in again. You need to figure that thing out because... It's it's gonna be important that you figure that out. I, I know I know Maisha, bro. Yeah, and I, I was there when when you were making those gains and those strides. And I know Maisha was saying, "I want this out here, and you need to go get it." That ain't yeah. her. Nah, nah. I didn't. If you I didn't had have stayed it. in the same position, she would be the same woman she is today. Nothing yeah. changed about it. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, I understand. She inspired you. She she inspired you to want to do better for her and y'all children. Yeah. But it won't know. It wasn't a requirement that I need yeah. this and I want this and you need to, you need, I don't care how you get it. You need to find a way to go get it. But I'm just feeling like that's some of the attitude that but based off of what I'm hearing from, from listeners. These are listeners. Yeah. This is what I'm hearing. And I feel I, I don't feel right if I don't share their side of the story. That's not right, man. That is not right to make a man feel like that he got to put everything on his shoulders. That's not right. Yeah. So I think it starts again. It goes back to communication, and you know, I'm I'm thankful that I was. I felt like I know, I know I waited on the Lord to send me my wife. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, you know, it, it, it comes with, you know, you know, you, when you, when you pick in a wife, you got to pick someone that you definitely want to spend the rest of your life with someone mm -hmm. that is going to have that right disposition. That's going to be agreeable with your disposition, you know, um, you can, you can have the same values as someone, but if their disposition doesn't fit yours, it, it's not going to work, you know, and it is, it's, it's, it's got to line up, you know? So let me ask you this. We ignore red flags all the time. Do we or do we not? Yeah. Yeah. We ignore red flags all the time. So let me ask you a question. And I seen this on, I saw this on social media on a popular um, person's, you know, really famous, famous talk show person. Um, let me ask you this. In a dating situation, who pays for dinner? The man? Your, your opinion, the man pays for dinner. In the beginning. You talking beginning. about first date. It could be first date. It could be the, the fifth date. Can I get specifics? First date. First date, man. Man pays for the dinner. Very first date, okay. man pays. Okay. You want me to go ahead and, and explain the process? Okay. No, I'm, I, ju I just want to know. So, like, if it would have, what if you get into a situation where, let me ask you this. Be careful. Say, be careful. Huh? Be careful. Because no, I'm, I'm going to be honest. 
Okay, be honest. I want this. That's what we're here for. Okay, so you ask a woman out, you go out on a date, you go to an expensive restaurant. Okay, are you upset that the woman you paying now? You said you paying. Are you upset that she gets the most expensive thing on the menu? No, because I shouldn't have took her to that place. But, yeah. but speaking on character. Mm -hmm. That's a red flag for me. Okay. If I take you to an expensive restaurant, the girl that says, oh, he, the girl that says in her mind, oh, he got money. I'm going to get this lobster. But you know you don't eat lobster like that. But you're going to get the steak and lobster just because I brought you to this restaurant. That's a red flag for me. Okay. Now, my wife, I take her to the expensive restaurant. I say, honey, don't look at the prices. Get what you want. She gonna look at the prices. Yeah. She's always been like that. If it was on our first date and I took her to an expensive restaurant, she would have not got anything close to the highest thing on the menu. Okay. Now that is why I say, I'm going to marry you. Also, I've told my wife this, this, I think it was sometime this week, we were talking about remodeling some things in the house because you know, you have projects in your house. You're like, okay, I would like to do this one day. I'd like to do this one day. And I told my wife, I said, wife, uh, I said, wife, <laughs> I said, wife. I, said, I said, honey, look, we, I said, I got some things. I got some goals and stuff that I, I want to get accomplished. Okay. I got some things in front of me right now. I said, we are not going to do all of this stuff right now. I said, let me put some stuff in place. Once I put some stuff in place, then we'll have the cash flow that we need coming in. And I said, I said, when we do it, I said, I don't want to use a credit card. I don't want to use a loan. I just want to do straight cash. And straight cash, good. homie. Straight cash, Randy Moss style, straight cash, homie. Right? <laughs> So I told her that I was like, okay, things that we want, I want to be able to just go and write the check and just be good on it. Right. And, and she said, cool. I understand. That's fine. And I told her right then, I said, the success of our family is going to be because of you and your patience. I mm -hmm. said, because you know, you know, if you got your, if your credit and stuff straight and you got the income, you can go to the bank and get just about anything that you need or want, okay? But me telling her that, and she's like, okay, I I can wait until, until you're ready. It's not a problem. I told her, I said, your, because of your patience, I said, we're going to be so, we're going to, one day I said, we're going to be so far ahead, it's going to be unreal because we don't have to get caught up in what you're supposed to do or what looks good. We don't get caught up into that. So I don't have to have myself, what do they, what do they call it? Over, overexert yourself? Overextended? Yeah, you, you don't have to be overextended in, in finances or in bills and things of that nature, trying to be somewhere that you're not right yeah. now. You ain't got to keep be, up with the Joneses. Exactly. And just be patient and you're going to get there with all, without all the stress that comes with, oh my gosh, we got all these bills now. Yeah, everything looks nice, but 
I got to go find a way that I can pay for this stuff. No, we taking it step by step and being patient and understanding that it's going to come. Your time is going to come where you're going to be able to get anything that you want. But right now I'm in the building process. Yeah. We're trying to build this empire, right? Yeah. It just, it just takes a little time, but after a while, it ain't going to matter. You just say, yeah, I want that over there. You can have it. And that makes me want to give her the world because she don't want the world. Mm-hmm. And because yeah. I, when I write the check for the world and I say, honey, here's the world, she's going to say, how much did you spend on this? I don't need all that. Yeah. Give me this little part over here. That's how yeah. she is. Yeah. But, but, but let's go back and talk about the red flag thing because this is interesting because I, I do have I do have some thoughts on this. Yeah, because I, I I was I was waiting for you to get back to that, but you was talking good. So but yeah, because I, I got some other stuff to ask you in relation to that question. But go ahead. Okay, so do you want me to go ahead and start talking about the date process? Yeah, no, no, no. So you feel like if if the man if it was the first date, the man should pay. Yes. Okay. So do you think it's appropriate? And I asked you, I said, is it appropriate for the woman to get the most expensive thing on the menu, in your no. opinion? No. Not from a girl's okay. standpoint. If you are serious about this guy, it's no way in the world you should get the most expensive thing on the menu. Hmm. What is she you, got? What even is if she... you have to stop at a fast food restaurant on the way home. Okay. Let me ask you a question. If this woman would be looking at it from the standpoint of, if I went to this restaurant on my own, I would get this most expensive thing. So yes, if you taking me out, I'm still going to get this most expensive thing. What about that? I wouldn't do that because I would be taking, I would be thinking about how he thinks. Okay. So let me ask you this then. So let, let's say you don't go to the ex- crazy expensive restaurant. Let's say you go to, go to somewhere like, you know, a Red Lobster or and Applebee's, do you still think it's appropriate for a woman to order the most expensive thing on the menu if that's what she wants to eat? I think wherever you're at, you need to be cautious about the price range, okay? So some restaurants, the most expensive thing is $100. On some restaurants, the most expensive thing is $30, okay? But you need, to, on your first date, you need to be cautious of that. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you can find something else on the menu for $15, Cause you don't want that man to be thinking like, yo, she got that. She got the most expensive thing. Really? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I, I looked at stuff like that when I was dating. So I, I really do. I feel like it's, and I know somebody's going to be like, no, it's okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, I was, I, I, I saw this and it, it came up. And this particular person, I'll say his name, his name was Steve Harvey. He was saying that he pays every single time they go out to eat. If he takes his wife, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if it's if it was their first date or any time. Hold on, give me a second. It doesn't matter. He pays every single time. That's what he was saying, right? And so the the uh, the ladies, you had one lady who was kind of saying what you're saying. She was kind of saying, you know, if it's the first date, she's not going to go and get the most expensive thing on the menu because you just don't do that. Like you do, you got some type of courtesy that you should do. Like, you know, you just don't, not on the first date. Two other women on the panel, 
they both said, I'm ordering whatever I want to order. One woman was basically saying, like, I'm going to order the most expensive thing because if it's something I want to try that I wouldn't normally get, yeah, I'm going to try it. Another woman was saying, I'm going to order basically what I normally get. And if my taste is, you know, lobster and caviar, then that's what I'm going to order if this restaurant has it, you know, and I'm going to expect him to pay for it. Isn't that un inconsiderate, though? You asking me? Absolutely. I yeah, think so. I, I feel like it's inconsiderate. I, I feel I like I don't even know you that good. Yeah. So if, in other words, if, okay, if you said, if you said, Tremaine, let's go out to eat, right? Let's go talk about the podcast. Let's, let's get some ideas out there. Let's go out to eat. And we go out to eat and you say, man, get what you want. Um, it's on me tonight. I hear you say, get what you want, but like, I know I don't normally get the most expensive thing on the menu. I know I don't get 15, five different appetizers and all that stuff. Like, I would still be like, let me get something. Let me get a meal, maybe get dessert or maybe get an appetizer and then like my entree or just get the entree. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't mm -hmm. be so caught up in, like, I would be very cautious because I'm just like, somebody else paying for my stuff. Yeah. And then basically you go on the first date with somebody, this person is basically like a, kind of like a stranger. You don't know them that well. Right. Unless it's somebody you've been working with or something, but still you don't want to do that. It just doesn't, it just doesn't show, to me, it just doesn't show the right, things that a man is really looking for in a mm -hmm. wife. I mean, just to me, like, I don't want no money hungry woman. I, right. I didn't, I didn't want that. And I feel like when you get the most expensive thing, I don't care if you got money or not. Like if I'm paying, you need to be like, let me get something not too cheap, not too expensive. Let me find something in the middle that I can eat tonight. If I want lobster and caviar, I'll, I'll go get it after we after he dropped me off. Then I'll go back and get it. If you want it that bad. Yeah. But, man, I just feel like, man. And then, too, that's that's becoming a thing, too. With these girls is letting these guys take them out, spend all the money on them, and they, they have no intentions on being in a relationship with the guy. Yeah. That happens, too. Now, so, so like to me, the this is how how I kind of look at all of this. With your original point that you had with some of the listeners and stuff, you know, we have these red flags, right, that come up, and I talked about communication. It's really, really important that you pay attention to these red flags that come up. Um, it's really important to have that communication with your wife or your spouse. I, I'm gonna put it to you like this. I don't, I don't know if this person is listening or not. I'm, I'm probably not going to tell the entire story, Yeah. but um, <laughs> I probably shouldn't tell it all. But there was a person that I had went out on a date with before I had, uh, my wife and I started dating. And this person did something at a restaurant that I just found to be just so distasteful. And I cut it off that night with that person because I was just like that's inconsiderate okay what they did it was it to me it was very inconsiderate and uh 
I'm not gonna go into details uh, right now, but yeah, I just, I found it to be very inconsiderate and we didn't, we didn't date anymore after that. Yeah. We were still friends, you know, and if I seen that person today, it will be all love. You know, I, I have no ill feelings or hard feelings for what happened. It was just, uh, I was, it was very distasteful in my opinion. I'm telling, I'm telling you right now, if I went on a date, if I went on a date with a girl and we in there, we eating or whatever and something wrong with her food and she started complaining to the waitress and talking to the waitress any kind of way and really making a big issue, that's the last time we going out. Yeah. Because how you treat them, they tell me everything I need to know about you. Yeah. Because you know, if you treating if you treating a waitress wrong or something like that, man, it ain't it's not that big of a deal. If your food is just disgusting, it's not that big of a deal. I'm paying for it anyway. Okay. Yeah. And if if you just can't stand anything on your plate and you didn't eat anything, and then I mean, we'll pick up something to eat on the way home. It's not that big of a deal. Cause if I'm taking you out. I got enough. Somebody said it. I can't. I, I think it might have been. I can't remember who said it, but they was like giving financial advice, and they was like, "If you can't buy it twice, don't buy it once." Mm. So, in other words, if y'all meal gonna come to forty dollars, if you can't spend eighty dollars today, then that's too much. Yeah. So, I kind of use that, use that too, but it's like, man. And, but I was going to break down the dates. So like date one, man needs to pay. Date two, man needs to pay. Date three, man needs to pay. Um, after y'all went on date three, like y'all kind of know what this relationship is. You know if y'all just having fun. You know if y'all ready to get in a relationship possibly. You should know by date three where this is going. Now, once it's officially, if I got to day three and she was like, no, let's say we got to date four and she was like, you didn't pay the last three times. Let me pay tonight. You got a caper. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, and I, I'm not. I'm not a cheapskate and I know you're not either. When you say you're going to take somebody out, you already got a calculator in mind. I got what I need for the night to take care of everything. But right. my wife, and that's why when you said the Steve Harvey thing, it kind of like hit me sideways. And I don't know what y'all do, but like, like we're going to get something to eat, you know, after we finish recording or whatever. And I got in my mind that I'm going to pay for it. I always yeah. do. Right. If we, if we going to eat, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to pay for it or whatever. But like, sometimes my wife would be like, I got it. You know what I'm saying? And it's stuff yeah. like that, man. It just like, that's, that's why I chose you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you put yeah. self, you put, you put others before yourself, man. And you, you right. consider it, you, you know, I got this. You know what I'm saying? You know, I got enough to pay for or I wouldn't have brought you. I'd have said, no, nah, we need to eat something at the house. You know, yeah. but just knowing that you, you're you not trying to get everything out of me that you can get, man, that yeah. mean a lot. That mm -hmm. mean a lot. But like, we were going out, man, this is before Jonah was born. We were like trying to go out, man, it's hard to go out, man. It's hard to date now. 
with, yeah. with the son, you know, because you got to get a babysitter and stuff. But man, when before John was born, we were going out every week. You know, once a week, we would go out, maybe on a Monday, maybe on a Tuesday, we would go get something to eat and we would go to the movies. And um, it was just something that we just did, just kind of get a break in the work week or, you know, Mondays always suck, Tuesdays suck too. And it's just kind of something to kind of brighten up your mood going for the rest of the week. And um, usually what we would do is like either I buy the food and I pay the tip and then she will go get like the movie tickets or something. Yeah. Um, now this is what we do. We do a lot of, um, like if she got cash on her and I pay for the food, she'll do the tip. And then when we go to the movies, I'll pay for the movie tickets and then she might pay for the snacks. So I don't know, I guess because we were doing it every week and she was just like, I want to do my part. Yeah. And I didn't feel no type of way about that because man, when you're married, you're like, you're like a pair of scissors, man. Y'all working together. Mm -hmm. And I, I really never seen anything wrong with that. I don't know if a lot of people do that, but that's always worked for us. And yeah. it, it just shows me that like, you really appreciate me. Yeah. You really appreciate me paying for stuff all the time when you do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, we, early on, my, my wife and I, we did the same thing. Like if uh, we were going out one night, maybe she would pay for the movie and I get the dinner or vice versa or whatever. But yeah, it, it's, you got to have that system and it, it goes back to, like I said, you got to communicate. You mm -hmm. got to talk about it for sure. Now, now, when I get there in life, when I get there in life, I'm saying this on the podcast, she can get anything she wants from me straight up. Cause you was there when I didn't have nothing. It means something when you build, when you build right. with somebody. Yeah. You was a, you are a part of my come up, girl. Yeah. You're getting everything you want. And I don't care what the price is. Right. I'm talking about when I get it, when I get yeah. there. Yeah. No, I follow you. I follow you. You getting there anything you want. And, and I'm going to give you everything you want because I know at the end of the day, you don't have to have it. Exactly. But, but if exactly. you made it like, I got to have Louis Vuitton this, I got to have Gucci this, I got to have all this stuff, man, I don't care about, man, I've never been that guy that, that and I'm not, not stunned on anybody that like that type of stuff, but I've just never been that guy like, like I said, you said she might get the filet mignon and the, and the lobster or whatever at the restaurant. I've never been that guy to be like, oh, she got good taste. That just that's never been me. Yeah. Like, nah, you you trying to get you trying to get a meal of a lifetime tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's how I felt about it. But let me, I didn't, man, we having such a good conversation. I didn't um I didn't really get to talk about some of the things I wanted to talk about, but you talked about emotionally, being there emotionally. And we talked about financial so much because that's the first thing that comes to people's mind. Yeah. But like providing emotionally for your kids. And like we were at um, our next door neighbor's um, birthday party 
because my son and, and their son are, are very good friends. And we went over there yesterday and they had their kids kind of separated. One is like 14 years old. And I think the next child is like 10 years younger than him. Okay. And then the next one is like two years younger than him or something okay. like that. So uh, he has an older brother. That's the point I'm trying to make. He has the boy, his birthday party we went to, he has an older brother and he had some friends over and it was probably about four of them all together and the kids came out they i guess they were in his room and they came out and they got food and then they went back and i was like these kids need a place that they can come and feel comfortable mm -hmm. and feel love i said these kids are, are they're here because they're his friends, but they feel the love. They feel the family that they have. They feel that they're welcome. They feel that they, they can be here and they don't have to be getting, not saying that they, that's what those kids are going through, but I just thought about all the kids that I've came in contact with. They want to go somewhere that's peaceful. Yeah. Somewhere that nobody's on their back or nobody's yelling at them or trying to make them feel inadequate, you know, you you okay? They have a place there at that house last night. Yeah, it just made them feel like you are enough. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You can just be yourself while you're here, and you yeah. could just see it on them that that's why they were there. It wasn't that they had something so fun that they were doing? They just felt you could feel like I ha I can relax here. I can chill here. Mm -hmm. you know? It just makes me feel good. So we need to provide that for our kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that emotional part, you know, making them feel a part of a family, make them feel that love. And then verbally providing our kids and our wives verbally what they need. They need to hear that you're proud of them. Mm -hmm. They right. need to hear that you love them. Mm -hmm. They need to hear that. Yep. So that's a part of providing. Oh, yeah. Physically, they need to feel your own, your hand being on their shoulder and giving them a pat on the back. They yep. need to feel your arms around them and give, embracing them and giving them a hug. They need to feel right. the kiss on the forehead, say, good night, I love you. Yep. If you need me, I'm, I'm in the other room. Okay, they they need you to physically hold that mama's hand and, and give her a hug. And even though they may say ew or whatever, they need to see you kiss your wife. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They need that. Yep. They physically just need you to be there. Yep. I think sometimes as, as fathers, we feel like, what am I supposed to do? I got to do this or I got to do that. I, I, I don't know how to be a father. Just be there. Mm -hmm. Just be there in your dwelling, in your peaceful dwelling. Just be yep. there. And then also the last one that we already talked about financially. The last one is provide wisdom. My dad provided so much wisdom to me growing up. 
And I'm just, I'm bubbling over because I'm able to deposit that wisdom in my son. When he's able to obtain all of that information, I'm going to load him down with it. My son is going to be a problem <laughs> in this world yeah. Yeah. as far as knowledge. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what it is. It's just about making that next generation better than the last. That's what I was going to say. You take what he, what your dad gave you, you, he gave it to you. Now you give it to your son. Then he gives it to his kids. That's, that's how it goes. And I tell my son all the time, like, son, you're going to do some great things in this world. This boy is four years old. I say, you're going to be great. You're going to do some great things in this world. And I don't just say it to say it. I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. And I know you do the same. Absolutely. You got to. But yeah, it's been a good discussion, man. You got anything else? No, I don't. No. All right. Well, guys, we um, thank you for joining the podcast on the day. You listen to Dad Rules podcast. We're talking about pro being a provider. Yeah. You got Mario E and Kid. Well, guys, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Later. Thank you for listening to the Dad Rules Podcast with your host, Mario E. and Kid. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, follow and like us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Breaker, and Player FM. Till next time.